Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hi there, I'm Malia Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice so that you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. And today we are so excited to have Lauren back with us today. Welcome back, Lauren. Hi, I'm so excited to be back. Uh, I don't know if anyone's missed me, but <laughs> I've been gone for a couple of months and I'm super thrilled. I've been having a lot of FOMO, not getting to join these weekly conversations. So it's good. But you have you have that little like of every week from Kayleen and I, you can just download I, the podcast. <laughs> listen and to I us, don't know blab. if other people do this, but I actually do listen to it. And um, honestly, there are certain times where I'm even like, wanting to talk but I'm like this this is already done (laughs) it's it's a done deal you're like yelling your point in your car or something while you're listening to the podcast yeah I'm like oh well another thing we should talk about is we have this article and then I'm like this is this this is not like a you know a preview this is out in the real world (laughs) so today we're talking about hustle culture if you're unfamiliar with hustle culture it's basically the standard imposed by society to work harder and longer it's unsustainable toxic and it does little to empower. That's why on today's episode, we are going to talk about two things. One, what is hustle culture and why are people so fed up with it? And two, how to escape the toxic hustle culture mindset. And now this is The Females. So before we get into hustle culture, I'll just let everyone know, I actually pitched this idea to Kayleen and Aaliyah as a first episode back. And you might be thinking, that's weird. You are on maternity leave. Why would why would you be thinking about hustle culture? But okay, a few realities. If anyone ever makes it sound like maternity leave is a break, 
I will break them because it's not a break. Okay. Um, I have a boss who is 10 pounds, very demanding, like doesn't pay well, um, doesn't give very good feedback. I have no idea what she wants. No, I'm just kidding. But it's really not a break. And, um, you know, I, I joke that between the pumping, the feeding and just trying to brush your teeth, there's just basically no time for anything else. So I, I really do bow down to all the moms out there. And I, anytime an employer makes the statement of like, I don't know if we should hire a mom. It's, I will tell you right now, you should, you should absolutely hire the moms because they are super multitasking superheroes. And it just like makes me so sad that that's ever seen as a negative. So that's my, my, two cents about maternity leave and how that's been. But one of the reasons why I wanted to pitch this idea is because I planned out being gone for three months. Uh, I mean, Aaliyah and Kayleen know like how many times I talked about like, here's the game plan. Here's what, who's going to take over what. So I was really, really well organized. But the whole time I was gone, I started to have this anxiety about work, almost feeling like I was missing out and kind of this feeling of like, Oh, because I'm doing this, I'm, you know, I'm missing out. Mind you, it's like been two months. So missing out on what? I don't know. But I started to have this anxiety, like I was falling behind. And I I think a lot of that comes from this hustle culture, this feeling of like, if you are not doing 5,000 things at 5,000 miles per hour at all times, then you are falling behind. And Obviously, something like Instagram, opening that up and seeing all the cool things people are doing career-wise where even though I had planned for a break, there was a part of me also that felt like, I don't know, like I wanted to be two places at once. And so I think this hustle culture thing, I guess what I've learned from this is that it really is deep, deeply rooted into us as a culture because even as a mom who's planned the time off or even if you were taking like a vacation, there's a part of you that feels like you're missing out if you're not working. And anyway, I just, so I I know hustle culture maybe isn't new to people and kind of that, that like girl boss, like anybody can, you know, hustle and build their own empire and stuff like that. But I've just have gotten to this place and I don't know if it's because I'm sleep deprived or <laughs> what, but I am just, I'm really fed up. I'm like very fed up with it because there's no reason why people should have that kind of pressure on them 24 seven. And I know no one like called me and put pressure on me. I know I did it to myself, but I, but it's also like not even stuff you're intaking at the moment. Even if you're like too busy to even, you know, go on Instagram or whatever it is, it's just years and years of that being drilled into you prior to anything like before becoming a mom or whatever. You're just, it's already like, it comes out from you. It's like deep, deeply rooted inside, which is almost like more worrisome (laughs) about our culture that it's like uh, something coming out from like three years ago, four years ago or something. It's sometimes what it feels like too, is like if I'm focusing on just one thing, which the interesting thing is that focusing on a child is not one thing. It's like many, many things, but the idea of, I don't know, the idea of focusing on something other than your career as a woman feels sometimes like a mistake. Or like if you stop for one second, things are just gonna like speed past you and you 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 will miss getting on the train to successville. You know, that's um and you're right, it's it's definitely drained into women. It's partly why, you know, we feel like we can't say no to assignments or we 
have to show up to everything or we don't feel comfortable saying I'm leaving early to go to my kid's baseball game because we're always worried about how we will be perceived and our motivations behind that, you know? Yeah. You feel like you have to like triply prove yourself too. Yeah. Like, no, I'm handling everything. Everything's great. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. And it's just never ends. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is, and it's interesting to have that feeling during maternity leave only because it's probably one of the few times where when you do have a kid, when people in their email response is like, Hey, don't worry. Or like, Oh, I didn't know you were on leave. Like get back to me. It's like, it's almost like people are nicer about the fact that you have a kid and that you're not getting back or whatever whatever it may be. It's like no one respects an out of office. Yeah. <laughs> like you're on vacation. So you should, you should be able to answer this. Like you're free versus. So that's, that's why I thought it was sort of interesting to have that experience during a time where like, I wasn't actually getting a lot of pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. Dinner time can be chaotic, especially when you're feeling stressed, tired, or you just don't feel like cooking. But with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to do any of that. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Plus, ordering is really easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, healthy meals like the honey mustard chicken bowl, beef and veggie stuffed peppers, or the hearty chipotle chicken stew. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food deliveries near you and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes, which is so fast. With new meals added every week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash females. Stop stressing about dinner and go to Freshly.com slash females for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash females for $40 off your first two orders. I think it's also just so glamorized. Yeah. Like, just even the parts that aren't even work related, it's almost like, look at me. I like built this business on my own. I'm like, here I am at the top and look how cool that is. And yeah. that's projected. And it seems like this idea of hustle culture came out of like a seemingly good place where it's like, we're doing this to motivate each other to like go after your goals. And it was like seen as this like force of motivation, but no one really examined like at what cost this is. Yeah. It's It turned into more of a competitive drive rather than like all of us girls helping each other like that girl boss yeah. mentality type thing. Yeah. And now it's just really gone full circle. <laughs> it has. I fully believe it all came from this good place of, you know, if something's not working, don't be afraid to like build it on your own and do your own thing. But I think the Pinterest, the Instagram and all these social networks kind of 
glamorize the whole thing and they didn't show what it's really like. So then you have people who maybe quit their really good job because they're convinced they can build um, a six figure business in a month. And if you can do that, please call me because I, (laughs) I'm want the tips, but I, you know, what I have found with entrepreneurship especially is like, it takes consistency and grit and perseverance and like there is no such thing as being self-made or overnight success. And that is the stuff that is like, it's all like packaged up and sold, right? It's like the, the, the selling or the package of, you know, what you see on, and I, I keep picking on Instagram, but what you see on Instagram of this person who has, and they're sharing about how much money they make and how they work fewer hours and they travel all around the world. But really most people who become entrepreneurs, it's more out of like a necessity. It's like, oh, I got laid off from my job and I'm doing this until I, you know, find something else, or I'm doing this as to make a career transition or something. And so like, I, I just feel like the, the highlight reel of most things it, it just doesn't help. And that, that's the problem is like very few times you actually pull back the curtain and see how did someone actually, um, like what resources did they have to help them actually launch their business? For example, like very few people talk about that. And you know, that's those, those things matter because those, that's like a really important detail. I'm just using that as an example, of course. So yes, the hustle culture kind of thing, I think just made people feel like it wasn't okay to not be working on your side hustle with your main hustle at a minimum. And then the next step is like, well, ew, why do you have a full-time job? You should be your own boss. (laughs) So it was Mm -hmm. like this two, there's like part one and part two. Yeah. I think also this is kind of a uniquely American workforce experience too. And it's funny because like, I feel like people make fun of Gen Z or millennials because of this like sudden hustle culture, like always grind mentality. But yeah, it makes sense that like it, it's a product of like a structural problem where, well, first you have like the social media aspect of it, which is like kind of widely accepted that that's, does nothing for your mental health in terms of like, you know, the ability to instantly compare yourself to someone's career that you want. That's definitely like came in our lifetimes. And then there's also like, now we have a global health crisis. There's a (laughs) drastic increase in cost of living and an increasing like uh, a wealth gap in the US. And this is all like very much proven (laughs) during Gen Z and millennial uh, lifetimes that other generations may have not had to face so directly. So it makes sense that people are picking up side hustles because they can't, their nine to five doesn't support them enough to sustain them even Mm -hmm. or monetizing their hobbies or like leaving this quote unquote, like nine to five stable corporate job to risk entrepreneurship for the Mm -hmm. potential of reaching a higher paying ceiling. So it's not just like as a result of the individual just kind of like wanting to seem cool online. It's definitely like a product of a system that is forcing people into like constantly grinding. Yeah. So it's very complex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the necessity entrepreneur. I did not come up with that term. Someone else wrote about it and I don't remember who, but I just remember hearing that and thinking like, that's absolutely true. Like that, to your point, Aaliyah, like not everyone is trying to monetize their hobby because they just want one more thing to do. A lot mm-hmm. of people are doing it because that's, you know, there. I remember also like my first job at a college, like being stressed out it, to, to like go out to dinner with a friend. It was like a really tight budget of like, but I knew if I could find a way to make some extra money, then I could like 
okay, that's a bad example of like wanting to go out to dinner more or something. But my point being is like, it wasn't, it, you know, budgets are tight. And sometimes that it is kind of amazing also that we have a lot of cool ways to make additional money, but somehow it went from that to this like hustle, hustle, grind, grind, grind. If you don't have it, it's because you're not working hard enough at it. It has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. the system working against you. And that is where that's wrong. Like, yeah, like such common, like multi-level marketing language and Mm -hmm. A lot of male financial experts, I feel like will always tell you, you know, if you're not if you're not getting this, it's it's on you. And that's yeah. a ridiculous message to send. But you are you are taking these this advice from these people who you're led to believe did this in, you know, one month or, you know, this the three steps mm-hmm. success or whatever, three steps to like a million dollars. It's like, yeah, but what about the five thousand steps that came before that, yeah. that you're not sharing? You- you know what else I'm really over is I'm over the whole, like, if you just believe it, if you just want it badly enough, if you just work hard enough, I'm sorry, does belief in something pay your bills? Like I, if I've missed that, please let me know that one too, because I didn't think that your rent could be paid with like, I believe in myself, you know, like I I'm just, it's, it's like this shame, like shame marketing and hustle, hustle culture is shame marketing, mm-hmm. but the shame marketing thing I'm really just like, I love that people are kind of coming around and I'm included in this to kind of be like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like making me feel bad or that because I don't believe in myself or I don't have this thing or this success, or I still have stresses in my life or whatever it is. It's because I don't believe in myself. That's not true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it's all just a marketing thing to distract from these like structural problems that we were talking about where it's very much placing the blame on the individual of like, no, it's up to yeah. you. Like, and you just need to grind harder <laughs> yeah. until you have no time left to do anything. So I will say like the whole entirety of hustle culture is like multifaceted. However, out of it develops this like toxic hustle culture mindset. And that's yeah. something you can more or less have a little bit more control of. So coming up, we'll share tips for escaping a toxic hustle culture mindset. This podcast is brought to you by Athleta, a performance lifestyle brand for women committed to unlocking their limitless potential. The guiding principles that drive every design, beauty, innovation, sustainability. Each style is crafted for the unique needs of female bodies in motion. This summer, Athleta is your go-to shorts destination. Distraction-free and ultra lightweight, their shorts are designed so nothing can get in the way of you and your goals. From bike shorts to Bermudas, run shorts to everyday staples, they have your shorts. My personal favorite has been the Elation printed 7-inch short because they are so soft and comfortable. I've never had an athletic yoga short that is this soft before. I think online they describe it as buttery soft, and honestly, I can confirm that. It's really supportive too, which is great. In honor of short season, Athleta is encouraging us to lead with our legs, whatever that looks like for you. Whether it's running a new PR, climbing to new heights, or standing up for what you believe in, let your legs lead you forward. I find myself wearing my Athleta shorts while I work from home. They're so comfortable, and they're super convenient when I go on my midday walks. I'll usually wear the Farallon Heathered short or the Stash Pocket short, which I really love that they have pockets so I can put my phone or keys in as I walk. Summer is the time to celebrate the legs that move us forward. Find your new favorite pair of shorts at Athleta and let your legs lead the way. 
Visit Athleta in stores or online at athleta.com to shop their full range of shorts available in XXS to 3X. Okay, so our first tip is to recognize your career values and definition of success. The way you do this is by first asking yourself what's important to you. Some parameters you can start with are your health. Think about like your mental and physical health, work plus life balance. And I know the word balance is know, tricky here. You could also think of it as work-life integration, money, making a difference, remaining true to yourself and personal growth. And then what you want to do is you want to rank these on a scale of one to 10 and then reflect on moments where you feel the most successful. So a good way of doing this is to write this stuff down and then observe yourself. So watch your behavior and track it. That's why I love a work journal because I think a work journal really allows you to take these values and then that you're saying like, hey, this is my most important. Maybe this is my least important. And then actually compare that to your real day in life um, so that you can start to understand what are my career values? What is my definition of success? And making sure that it's your own definition of success and not this definition that society has made you think you have to have. Another example of this is think like when you think about your career values, I was listening to this podcast the other day. It was Walter Isaacson. He's, um, he's a biographer. He wrote like the Steve Jobs biography and he, his most recent one, and I think is called Code Breakers. And he was on Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. And he basically, he was talking about his career and how he was always a really curious person and he's followed his curiosity throughout his career. So for if you're thinking about a career value, curiosity might be your career value. And what you can do is use those values as a guide to help you decide on what your next step is going to be versus feeling like, hey, this is this is what society or what you know, LinkedIn has told me success is, and I'm going to follow that instead. So I, I think what's really important here is we're talking about things that are unique to you uh, because at the end of the day, you are the one going through your career and making your decisions and your power moves. And those moments of reflection or keeping that work journal, for example, is going to help a lot when it comes to kind of understanding truly what is it that drives you, not, you know, something you've been told again, like shame marketing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think also taking the time to actually make a list and very consciously define success or whatever is important to you really takes you out of the moment of just like the day-to-day like rush of just like, oh, like I beat myself up because I didn't do this or I saw this person got promoted and I I want that. And it just like, all that rush that you think like, and it kind of, you forget about it throughout the day, but it accumulates. So like whenever you have like an hour or whatever to like actually do a reflection, it really helps like separate feelings of like, do I actually want what that person Mm -hmm. success is? Or am I just seeing that and it looks cool, but it's not actually what I want. So it's like a very nice moment to reflect as well. We, We had a a podcast, um, maybe like even a year or two years ago, and it was about how to avoid jealousy. And Christine Hassler talks about how like actually jealousy, because you mentioned jealousy, Elliot made me think of this. Um, Jealousy can actually be a really good thing. So if someone is talking about something and you feel envious or jealous, instead of reacting to it right away, to Aaliyah's point, think about uh, something you could reflect on is, why am I jealous of that? Is it because that's something I really want in my career? Is it because I admire that person's ability to like, 
I don't know, speak up at meetings and, and, um, pitch new ideas. And I'm feeling like it's, that's an area I need to work on. So jealousy is actually sometimes a good place to start with like the exploration to, in order to help you define your career values too. I thought I usually call this like, like a yuck feeling that I'll get when I'm looking through something and I'll be like, uh, or, Ooh, or kind of, but I'm like, wait, I actually, if you just ask yourself the question, like, do, is this something I would want? And I'd be like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I think also another uh, important point with the your career values and definition of success. And I was, I was thinking of this, especially in relation to hustle culture, because I remember like when I was in my early 20s, like hustling actually did feel very important to me because I, I didn't mm-hmm. maybe know exactly what I wanted to do. So I was like, and I had energy. Um, so <laughs> I, I would, I would take jobs that were like demanding and, and yeah, I'll walk your dog. Yeah. I'll get your coffee. I'll, you know, I'll listen into your meeting, yeah. but then that, that went away because, because I got older because my priorities changed. So it is, it's just also remaining flexible. Like these things could change and, and they will mm-hmm. and be open to that. And then, you know, when you're going for a job, when you're 21 versus when you're 35, your values are going to be a little different. What you need from your job is going to be different. Uh, what you're willing mm-hmm. to do is going to be different. I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Pure Synergy. Pure Synergy is your resource for organic, sustainable wellness. They provide the most pure and potent vitamins, superfoods, and herbal extracts made with organic ingredients. No chemical additives, fillers, or solvents. With Pure Synergy products, you'll feel good about what you're putting into your body and how it impacts the planet. Pure Synergy believes that everyone deserves to be well in body, mind, and spirit, so they want to empower you to stay well. In fact, their deep-seated care for the well-being of people drives their mission to create the best, most effective products possible. One of Pure Synergy's most significant environmental contributions has been their decision to relentlessly grow, source, and promote the development of organic, non-GMO ingredients for their products. By supporting organic farming practices, they not only reduce the depletion of resources, but revive our planet's nutrient-rich soils. Pure Synergy spares no expense to ensure the most active and effective ingredients. They perform rigorous testing at every stage of the sourcing and manufacturing process to ensure their products meet strict standards. All of Pure Synergy's vitamins are whole food-based and fermented, so they are absorbed just like food. And their super pure, eco-friendly extraction method guarantees no chemical solvents and additives. All of their products are manufactured in their award-winning and wind-powered certified organic facility in Utah. Wellness means something different to everyone. Whether you're just starting a health journey or are addressing a specific challenge, Pure Synergy wants to help empower you to embrace your well-being in mind, body, and spirit. Wellness is yours. For 20% off your first purchase of Pure Synergy, go to thesynergycompany.com and use code FEMALES at checkout. Early in my career, I don't regret the fact that I wanted to hustle, right? I don't regret that in my 20s, I was a hustler and a go-getter. What I regret is that I had this mentality that made me feel like um, as long as I hustled really hard, success was guaranteed. And that's something I've learned that like, you know, X plus Y, you know, doesn't equal career success. Like it's not a formula kind of thing where 
you're guaranteed it as long as you work your ass off. I'm happy. I hustled in my 20s. I learned a lot. And I, to your point, Kaylee, and I had the energy and I and I ch- did truly enjoy it. But that's it's more of like the expectation that I thought one was going to equal the other. And, and that's not true. Our second tip is to practice sustainable productivity habits. This refers to setting realistic goals for yourself. Separate tasks and goals into small, medium, and large goals. Make sure your goals are smart. That means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. I think we give the goal advice a lot. And I think goals, at least at least the way I sort of understand them or understood them, it sounds like something big, but goals could be like very, very, very small. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So setting goals doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean you have to uh, be the vice president of your company tomorrow. It could be that you get up five minutes earlier or something like that, you know? Yeah. Laura Vanderkam, that's her name. She talks about managing your productivity by task instead of time. And I think that's also a really good sustainable productivity habit is if I've, I remember as a kid, like I, I hated to read. And so I would, but you know, you have to read for like whatever amount each night. And I would, I would read based on the time. So it's like, okay, I did 10 minutes of reading. I'm done. I'm good. I don't remember like anything I read about comprehension. <laughs> okay. This, this makes me sound terrible, but <laughs> if I was managing something by the task I was doing it, I would probably get through and finish it. Meaning like if instead of the task was like read a chapter or it, does that make sense? Like sometimes I think for productivity, when you are thinking about, okay, from nine to 10, I'm going to do this. And then if it doesn't happen, it's like, it throws your whole day off versus if you're managing something by a task, it can be like, okay, this task is really big. I'll break it up into small chunks. To your point, Kayleen, like a goal doesn't always have to be something huge either. Mm-hmm. I will say over the pandemic, like I don't remember. I don't even know if I have any big goals anymore. My goals have become so specific and small. <laughs> like it's crazy, but it Brush feels your so teeth. much more satisfying. <laughs> yeah, literally it's like the things I write down my to-do list, like they're they're embarrassing probably. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> however, it feels so much like less of like, I don't know, a burnout. And also mm-hmm. like, I think I've just gotten a lot better at like recognizing how much, how long it will take me to complete something yeah. rather than like, oh, I should do it tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, that takes me a week. And then the stress of pushing it and pushing yeah. it further is just adds so much more <laughs> stress. That Yeah. My friend Claudine, um, she writes them on a post-it and then she when she's done with it, she takes the post-it and like crunches it up in this like very dramatic way and throws it in the trash. And it's like, I understand that, you know, it's like the feeling Mm -hmm. of crossing something off of your to-do list. It feels really good. So yeah. I mean, we've all admitted to this before of like writing something down after you finished it just to cross it out. I've done done that today. I was (laughs) earlier today. I was doing something. I go, Oh wait, let me write it on my to-do list. Like midway while I was doing (laughs) it, just so I know in like a minute I could cross it out. It makes no sense, but it really does. Okay. So our third tip is to unsubscribe and unfollow. This is pretty straightforward. It just means that if you're falling, if you find yourself falling into a comparison trap on social media specifically, unfollow and unsubscribe to accounts that make you feel this way. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. this is like just your reminder to do that because sometimes you forget why you're even following all these people that really add no benefit to your life. So this is your reminder to unsubscribe and unfollow. Also, if you do find motivation, inspiration from people, follow them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conversely, yeah. I created a separate secret Instagram account where I just follow art. And that's it. Like just people who post really cool illustrations. And it's transformed 
my like I have a absolutely blank page. Don't use that at all. But it's transformed the way I like interact with social media and what I connotate in my head. I'm like, oh, if I'm feeling like I want a design inspiration or something, it's like a very curated feed. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend that too. I love that. Lauren, I think you'll relate to this one too, because I found this one to be big for early motherhood. I remember a couple months after having my son, I stumbled upon a like a pumping only mom's Instagram account. And it was like a minute by minute, like each what level you should be pumping at for two minutes. Then it's like you switch it at 30 seconds and you switch it back. And I was like, I never knew this. And I don't need this. And I need this to go away. And there was so much like that that is like, I, I need this simplified. I don't need this to be like more complicated and make me feel more like anxious than I already do. Yeah. So yeah. block, block. And the stuff on your Discover page, if you don't like when you see, open it up and report it as unnecessary and it they will go away. I need to do that because my whole Discover account is all about like newborn stuff. And (laughs) if anybody who follows me on Instagram knows, so my daughter was in the NICU for 21 days. So she didn't come home with me right after the hospital. And I will tell you, like, it is super triggering to like open Instagram and it's like new babies everywhere and newborns everywhere. And I was thinking about that. I was like, why doesn't Instagram allow you to like tell them like, I don't want to see any of this right now. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation for another day, but talk about like you think something's going to go one way and it goes a direction you didn't even think was possible. And to your point, Kayleen, it's like these accounts that are telling you like how to parent or how to do this thing with something you already feel new about or whatever it is. It's like unsubscribe. Like I actually personally, one of the things I regret is I regret like reading any parenting books or taking any classes or doing anything like that because all it did was like kind of set me up for thinking things were going to go one way. And one of the challenges with that is that, and this could be for hustle culture work, you're like building your own business, like geez, like anything is that then like you don't adapt, you're not as flexible and you sort of have to like, you basically add a step in your process where you have to like grieve the idea that you were going to build this million dollar business in a month or you know, for me, it was like grieving, bringing home a baby from the hospital, which seems like a crazy thing to like not expect. But my, my point is like kind of having, I don't know, you just, you basically have to du- go through double the process if, in, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. So our last tip is to set boundaries. Um, you, you guys probably have heard us talk about boundaries a lot too, but you can establish healthy boundaries at work by following these steps. Number one, assess your personal boundaries first. So these are stemmed from your values, which is why we kind of did this in chronological order. Number two, communicate up front. So for example, let your team know that you don't answer emails after 7 p.m. So because I think a lot of people who cross your boundaries, it isn't because they don't respect your boundaries. It's often because you haven't drawn your boundaries. So they can't respect them if you don't uh, let them know. Number three is create clear structures. And number four, keep your relationships professional. That is really, really important because you know that's an easy way to get boundaries crossed. Moving on to number five, delegate work when appropriate. Six, say no. I, I would say if you have a problem with saying no to, start with like easy things that you say no to and work your way up to bigger stuff because I do find saying no is sort of this muscle and it gets stronger more often you use it. Number seven, take time off. And finally, use technology to help. You know, use technology to help 
delegate things, to help organize things, to help you say no to things. I know one of the things I did for maternity leave is I used my email signature to let people know upfront, like when I was going to be out of the office and that I wasn't going to be responding to emails. So like use technology, everything small from like you're out of office to, to more specific apps too. I think one other thing to add to that is, um, believe it's in our boundaries article, but yes, communicate your boundaries, but always basically expect that someone's going to uh, violate them basically immediately. And <laughs> I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I feel yeah. like, but it's always going to be easier to like let your boundaries slide in that moment. But like, don't, even if you're free, yeah. mm-hmm. even if you totally can do the thing they said, even if it's 701 and you were logging out at seven, yeah. just like, that first Don't. time is going to be the time that you really, you're like, I just laid these boundaries out and they're, they're hard and no. Yeah. This is like my mom, her famous parenting advice is if you allow a little chaos, you'll get a lot. If you allow zero chaos, you'll still get a little. And it's kind of the same thing with boundaries. Like if you set really strong boundaries, they're going to get crossed a little bit, you know? Yeah. And our fifth and final tip, and I do feel like I should get this tattooed on my face because I say it all the time, is to celebrate your wins, both big and small. Some ways to keep track and celebrate your wins are to keep a success folder, to set goals and your own KPIs, key performance indicators, to keep a work journal, like Lauren mentioned earlier, to share your wins with your team, like just say them out loud, slack them to your team, to use social media like LinkedIn or to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or to have a solo dance party, which I would not be doing. But <laughs> I like okay, full full disclosure. <laughs> I wrote this tip, <laughs> and it's because it's psychologically proven. I think I spoke about this earlier. Is like if you literally say like yes or whatever after you accomplish something, you get a rush, you get a boost from it. So. Kayleen, you should. Try I believe it. that. <laughs> There's just something humiliating about me picturing myself like having a solo dance party, and I can't. It's the idea of someone <laughs> catching you doing it is the humiliating <laughs> part. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, and you guys can even share future topics that you want us to cover. Um, they really help our show ratings, and that means that the females will get recommended more often to new listeners. A recent review that we got that I wanted to share comes from Career Mom. What a great username. She said, I moved to USA from Europe, and it's been quite a journey to learn how to handle my career in the USA. It is more competitive here, and people learn to network, build resumes, and pitch themselves from an early age. I had to learn all these things in my 30s and listening to the females has been such an amazing help during this process. I've listened to all the episodes since I discovered this podcast and I have recommended it to a few friends. So Career Mom, first, thank you so much for the amazing review. Thank you for listening. Thank you for recommending it to your friends. That's exactly what we need to help our show get found by more people who can use it. If you need help creating a sustainable productivity practice, check out our course, Productivity Powerhouse. In it, you'll learn how to reach peak productivity mode in just five steps. 